All right, we got to welcome former Hawkeye great Jordan Bernstein to the broadcast. Jordan, thanks for taking time out of your busy, busy schedule. Follow you on social media, so I know you got a lot going on. So thanks for taking time to meet with us today. Absolutely, no problem. I'm always down to talk a little Hawkeye sports. You'll have to uh, excuse me if I have my twins running around in the background a little bit. Uh, that that's totally cool. We got we've had a lot of interviews where we've had stuff like that going on. So tell me, since we you know brought up the the girls, tell us a little bit about what it's like been like to be a father and be raising twin girls. Um, what has it been like? It has been crazy. All right, uh, it's not something that I expected. So um, from the time that we found out we were having twins, uh, I was uh, just stressed. Okay, and just in go mode. Uh, mom kind of handled that and helped with that a lot. Uh, but now we're getting the hang of things a little bit as they're about to turn four years old here in a few weeks. Um, and shoot, I love it. I love twins. I would have it any other way. It's crazy how that works. Yeah, you can really sense just, you know, seeing you over the years through social media and things, you look like you're extremely happy and that you're in a really great place in life and things are really going great for you. So that, that's pretty cool to see. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I mean, they make me happy. I mean, we're busy, our hands are always full. Uh, I never have free time, but uh, being with them is, shoot, it's the world. So that's what we try yeah. to do every day, which is why uh, we've structured the business the way that we have and just everything. So now we have plenty of time. Well, they sure are two beautiful little girls. And, um, you know, one thing that I have to bring up is, you know, we're a, a former Lincoln rail splitter here. Uh, it's always pretty cool to talk to somebody that grew up in Des Moines. Um, I'm a little older than you, so I was in and out of there before you'd come through. But it's it's always pretty nice to see a former rail splitter and, and, uh, and catch up, because especially with me living out here in Nebraska, and then now you're in Colorado Springs, you're probably not running into too many guys that went to Lincoln High School in Des Moines. Um, never. All right. I never yeah. run into anyone that went to Lincoln, uh, Des Moines, anything. Uh, I mean, I run into a bunch of Hawkeye fans out here in Colorado Springs. So that's one of the pluses. Uh, so, uh, and I just love that. But Hawks are everywhere. Rail splitters are not, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. I think a lot of them tend to typically stick. To Des Moines when they're done, that hang out, stick around the South Side and, and hang out, which there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. It's all good. I love the South Side of Des Moines. I need to get back and visit the family and friends here soon. I know, me too. You got you miss that, uh, all that uh, good Italian food out there on like a million good pizza places that to I, me, I mean, we don't have. All right, that's the spot. What spot? To me, all right, that's my spot okay. since forever for Italian okay. food. It's like any guy that grew up on the south side of Des Moines, it's like you got a real strong opinion on Italian food and what there is because there's some good stuff out there. And when you grow up with it, you don't realize it's like you got it real good when it comes to that kind of stuff out there. And you move away and you're like, there's no good places like this anywhere else. And they're like everywhere in Des Moines. So Absolutely. that's uh, especially the south side of Des Moines. Um, well, you know, one thing we wanted to talk about since we you know brought up uh, Colorado Springs is uh, – your new career path that you've taken over the last few years. Um, mm -hmm. Ground Up Sports Performance is a new um, organization that you, you've you been running. Looks like it's been very, very successful. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing there? 
Uh, ground up. Yeah, man, we are getting there, figuring this whole business thing out a little bit versus just wearing a helmet. So, um, but ground up is, it's been amazing. We opened uh, in 2017, um, training athletes, uh, training youth athletes, high school athletes, uh, just any athletes that need help, uh, focusing a lot on speed, agility, um, and really just teaching athletes, uh, the process is the goal for me. Being able to teach athletes how to keep pushing, teaching athletes uh, just how to keep going. And that it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be as pretty as you think in your head, um, which I know from personal experience being, uh, you know, highly touted coming out of high school and getting to Iowa and getting punched in the face and getting my whole position switched. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Being able to get these type of concepts and stories across to our athletes at a younger time is uh, really my job and my focus. And I just love doing it, man. That, that's awesome. That, you know, it's really looks like you're doing some great things. Um, you know, if anybody wants to get out and check out what you guys are doing, um, just check them out on Facebook and go to Jordan's Facebook page and ground up sports performance. Um, looks like you're really developing some strong athletes there and you definitely have a real knack for, for what you're doing. Um, wanted to circle back here a little bit and ask you about your uh, recruiting process. Like you said, being a highly touted recruit, which you were um, four star coming out of Des Moines, Lincoln. Um, you had it, your, your final group of schools. We had Iowa, Nebraska, UCLA, um, Texas A&M and Pitt. Um, mm -hmm. Can you tell us, um, you know, something that maybe the typical fan wouldn't know about how your recruiting process went and what your thought process was narrowing that down and officially choosing the Hawkeyes? Um, well, one thing that a lot of people didn't know when I was being recruited is I wasn't from Iowa. Um, I was from the Bay Area, from Vallejo, California, uh, raised, and that's where I played Pop Warner and learned to play football and all these things. Um, and then once I moved to Iowa right before high school, um, I was 5'5", 125 pounds my freshman year. All right, so that process that I was talking about, um, I'm built on and really believe in that. Um, so being this scrawny 125 pound kid, uh, fast forward a few years to being able to be the number three safety in the country uh, is something that kids don't see. They don't see that uh, ahead of time. They just see when the guys are big, strong, and fast. So I get to really be able to break that down and uh explain hey you're small now i was too okay so now you gotta keep working to get to that point you gotta set those goals now uh so with that um during that whole recruiting process uh i was going into recruiting before getting my first offer like i was going back to california in my mind like i grew up watching california schools that kind of thing um but once it uh, came down to it, the University of Iowa just ended up being home and feeling like home for me. Um, by that time, my family was in Iowa. They had been at every game. Um, so that played a major part in that decision of being able to commit to the University of Iowa. I remember uh, during your recruiting process, for those of us diehard Hawkeyes that follow recruiting, we were a little nervous we were going to lose you to UCLA. That was uh, the worry. And anyone that's <laughs> been to that campus, that's a beautiful, beautiful campus. So I was anyone like, who has been to that campus uh, the week 
weekend of my official visit, the weekend that they upset USC. Okay, oh, wow. I would have knocked them out of the national championship late in the year. They were in the number two team in the country, and like that. Uh, that official visit was very tempting to commit on the spot, just that atmosphere, um, yeah. to be completely honest. But, uh, yeah, really had to get back home, talk down, sit down with the family, and kind of weigh the pros and cons of everything. So that kind of helped. Or, uh, or yeah, I would have said, hey, let's do this, guys, on the spot. Yeah. Well, that was a, that's a pretty intelligent, level-headed approach because – you know, a lot of a lot of kids, especially you know, especially that age, are just you know you're impulsive, and you see something like that, and you're like, you know, I know when I visited the first time I went to UCLA and saw the campus, I was in my late 20s, and I mean, they probably wouldn't have had me, but I would have committed right then. <laughs> right there, so, right. Uh, yeah. Oh, it, it was awesome. But we're glad you chose to come to Iowa. So that was a, uh, I think it was a great move for you and a great move for for the University of Iowa as well. Um, tell us, tell us, tell us a little about a bit about what it was like to switch positions so late in college. Um, that it was had awful. To been a little tough. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. All right, I was the number three safety in the country coming out of high school. I had guys recruiting me for other positions as well, whether it be running back, receivers, corner, etc. Anybody that mentioned the word cornerback. I crossed off the list and didn't answer any more phone calls. <laughs> All right. Um, so I just did not like the position uh, in high school. I was always further back, being able to play downhill, being able to look at the football field from this view. So um, once I got on campus and I had to switch the corner, I was looking at the field from here, couldn't play as physical and downhill the way that I liked. And uh, I was not very comfortable with that. Uh, it was Funny, man. Um, my first workout at Iowa, I get on campus, summer workout, whether it be May, June, whatever. Um, get on campus. We're breaking up after uh, for speed session in the position groups. This is how I found out because Coach Parker never mentioned the word cornerback to me. Okay? <laughs> never. And that's why I, I've told him this before, but I just felt set up, all right? He should have <laughs> just told me this. But uh, once I got on campus, we're at some workouts with the coaches. They're like, okay, the D line go over here. Linebackers over here. Okay. Safeties over here. Um, I'm jogging over here with the safeties. Me and Sash, we're just getting there, you know, and, uh, he's like, Hey, Bernstein. Nope. Over here. Get over there with the corners. Go over there. Do what Godfrey does. Like, oh, corners. All right. I jog <laughs> over here with, uh, the corners. And next thing I know, I was a cornerback. There was no discussion about uh, position change. All right. It was, uh, uh, I was thinking in my head, maybe I'm just learning a little bit of corner so I can do this. No. All right. So um, between us, I was trying to be a hard headed uh, 18 year old kid. And I'm like, okay, maybe if I just suck at corner, he'll move me back to safety. I don't know. <laughs> all right. So uh, with that said, I was not doing the greatest at corner initially since I was new. I remember Coach Parker pulling me into his office and saying, um, hey, Bernstein, I know what you're doing. I'm not moving you back to corner. You're playing or I'm not moving you back to safety. You're playing corner, so <laughs> you might as well learn the position. All right. Because you'll be studying there next year. And from wow. that point, I really locked in on the position uh, and learned the position a little bit more. 
um, trying to start at corner my sophomore year, but uh, going into it. Wow. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a big adjustment. Um, you know, talking about starting out and, you know, early in your career too, I was, um, I was at Soldier Field when you guys played Northern <laughs> Illinois and you came out on one of your first plays and just lit the guy Not up one the top of, of the ball. Literally my first play of college football. Okay. <laughs> oh. oh, that is not the way that you see that going. All right. You were, you my, were pumped, In huh? my mind, I'm thinking my first play is going to be a kick return for 90. It's going to be a tackle for a fumble. <laughs> uh, something. I don't know. Strip sack. First play of college football. Uh, we get the ball first. Uh, we go three and out. I think it's the fourth play of the season. I'm playing, I'm going in at the left gunner. Um, I was so jittery, just anxious, ready to hit people, ready to run fast. Uh, yeah, that did not go the way that I planned it. Uh, basically, for those that don't know, my first play of college football, I'm the left gunner. Uh, we call hike. I make a move, kill this guy, running past him untouched running 4-3-40 to the returner. Uh, as I get to retur the returner, trip a little bit, stumble. That's between us. Nobody knew that. All right. But anyway, it looks like I just ran 4-3-40 into this returner while the ball is in the air. All right. Hit him. All right. Get up. And then the ball comes down. It was like I didn't even know how to play football is the way it looked, okay? <laughs> uh, but with that said, I just remember uh, all these flags being thrown. I look over at the sideline. Kirk Ferentz and Coach Parker are laughing, all right? <laughs> Coach Parker's laughing. He's trying to hold it in because he doesn't laugh, so he's a little pissed, okay? <laughs> Bernstein, get over here, all right? But he's, like, <laughs> laughing and all this stuff. And uh, luckily, my career turned around a little bit from there. But like I said, it does not go the way that people think. <laughs> yeah. It was funny because in the stands, everybody was like, he was just jacked for his first play. And <laughs> he was just jacked. Everybody's like, he was just pumped. Like everyone like totally understood. They're like, hey, it's your first play in your first game and you're playing in Soldier Field. I probably would have lit the first guy up too that I saw. So it was it was understandable, oh man. Goodness. It, it was, was hilarious. But the part that nobody knows about that is, yes, as I was running this four three to this guy, and I'm starting to break down, my foot like stumbles in the grass, and now I'm like stumbling forward. It's too late. Somebody's got to get hit. All right, is kind <laughs> of how that went. Oh, that's a that's one of my my favorite memories. Going to a Hawkeye game and oh, remembering that, so that was that was pretty wild. I'll always remember that. Um, you know, one name you mentioned uh, earlier that I, I wanted to uh, ask you a little bit about was Tyler Sash. Um, you know, one of the all-time Hawkeye greats. Um, what what was it like playing with him, and what kind of guy was he? Uh, amazing man. That was my friend. That was my brother. Uh, I knew Sash before we got to the University of Iowa. Um, as we were going through all the recruiting stuff and all the unofficials to the university and things like that. Uh, so he was somebody that I knew for a long time. Um, and with that said, being able to see him make all those plays and just do the things that he did, I was that was the stuff that we were talking about before we got there. All right. Uh, but 
between us. I wish we would have been able to be back there together, all right, yeah. and be able to be in that secondary. But we had my boy Greeny who was holding it down. So, all right, I'll have to let that slide for now, all right? <laughs> I love my boy Greeny, all right? Uh, but it was just amazing, man. Uh, it was amazing with Sash. It was amazing the chemistry on some of those Hawkeye teams. Um, shoot, RIP Sash. I love you, brother. Yeah, he was not only a, just a, a great player and a, a great representative of the University of Iowa, just a great person. And all of his teammates Absolutely. that talk about him have nothing but nothing but positive things to say about the guy. So um, transitioning into your uh, your pro career, and uh, playing for the Redskins. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how that transition went, uh, you know, the step up and the level of play, and um, a little bit about the the, the, the knee injury? Um, yes, that transition was amazing. I loved it, man. It got cut, it got cut uh, too quickly, uh, in my opinion. I fell into a great situation in defense. Um, with that because uh, the transition for me was really just once I got to learn what the heck it was that I was supposed to be doing, I could just go play football. Um, Coach Parker started to let me play a little more as I got older at the University of Iowa, but um, just the where I needed to be and just things like that um, was a little different. So once I got into the NFL with Coach Raheem Moore, um there was one story i remember in particular um i was asking him a question uh during film i'm like uh so i know i i know i should disguise here and make it look like this but where do you want me at uh when the ball snapped uh and that's something that i would mess around with at iowa i would disguise different things but when the ball snapped i'm at a certain depth and things like that and i just remember coach raheem saying um do you know where you're supposed to be at? On the, do you know what coverage you have? Yes. Do you know where you're supposed to be? Yes. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> like you can be on the other side of the line of scrimmage. All right. You can be on the other side of the line of scrimmage for all I care. Long as you handle your responsibility and cover the man you're supposed to cover, I don't care. Play football. Be a football player. And from that point, um, I really utilized that um and was just able to go football um so with that said i was playing closer to the line of scrimmage i was playing pressed up on these tight ends being able to make my reads and uh got to make a lot more plays in the backfield uh between us uh i remember my first my first preseason game i think i had like three tackles for a loss or something like that uh and just being able to run stuff down and playback downhill and that stuff was fun man um and with that being able to make some of these plays early and have some of these experiences on the field uh yeah the career just got cut early too short in my opinion um being that when we were at the saints i finally make the team all right have a good preseason making some plays um then when we we're in new orleans i'm running down on kickoff I'm engaged with a guy looking over his shoulder at Darren Sproles, all right, the human joystick, as I used to call him, uh, <laughs> running towards me. And uh, as I'm looking towards Sproles, I have two guys behind me just fall into the back of my legs, rolled up on, freak accident, all right? Uh, uh, and with that, I stand up and try to put some weight on it and 
uh, yeah, obviously that didn't work out very well when you tear a, your ACL, MCL, PCL, and patella tendon. All right. So basically my knee went boom. Um, yeah. It was different. It was different. Uh, it was nothing new for me considering I've always had injuries. At Iowa, I had shoulder surgery. I had ankle surgery. I had this. I had that. Um, and I always came back faster. I always came back stronger. And I always came back a better football player from um and that was the goal with this injury as well it was a little it was a little different considering i was running a 4-3 on sunday on i had uh went to the doctor sunday night monday morning i was told i would not be able to walk or jog without a limp okay um when the wow. doctor told me what what i tore what the injury was my response was Okay, what's the time frame for that? When can I get back playing? Crazy. <laughs> Football <laughs> players are crazy. All right, so uh, that was my response. And he kind of chuckled, like, <laughs> back playing. Like, dude, I'm, we're just trying to get you back able to do things in everyday life. We're just trying to get you able to walk. We're just trying to get you able to uh, be able to stand. <laughs> like, things like that. I'm like, What? I'm like, oh, no, this is just crazy. So uh, it was a definitely a major injury uh, to the point where I remember that one point they're throwing around the word amputation. I'm like, what Whoa. are you talking about? Like nerve dam and that like. Oh, so these things are very tough to hear uh, being the athlete that I always was on the field. Uh, shoot, I was always the most athletic guy on the field. One of the most athletic guys on the field from an overall standpoint. Jump yeah. the highest, run the fastest, do this, do that. So being able to tell that I wouldn't be able to do those things, like it's just something I wasn't able to accept. Uh, so I really locked in on that uh, recovery process um, the way that I always have um, times 10 uh, to get this knee back right. I was with uh, the Redskins and their training staff for the first year, uh, all the way up until the next season of 2013. After the 2013 season, uh, or to start the 2013 season, that was when I got released, uh, since the knee still wasn't ready. Um, I, that was when I moved to Colorado, um, thanks to my uncle Rod Bernstein, who used to play for the Broncos. All right, yeah. actually, happy birthday. Shout out to Uncle Rod. All right, it was his birthday, birthday boy. All right, but he's the reason I'm in Colorado. So um, right. he had me come out to Colorado. He's like, hey, come here. I know this trainer. You guys can train, get your rehab, and so you can get back to where you need to be. Uh, I come here to Colorado. I'm training. I'm doing two-a-days, three-a-days every day, okay, for another full year from all the way up to 2014 guys. All right, that is the process that I'm talking about. Like blinders, nothing else. Just, I'm gonna get back in the NFL. All right, yeah. uh, finally got the knee back to uh, close to 100%. I thought it was 100%. Um, started back working out for some teams um, in that 2014 season um, and was getting good, good calls. They're like, hey, you're looking athletic, the knee's looking good, but I still see you favoring a little bit. Uh, we'll may keep working out, we'll call you, maybe we'll call you later in the season. Okay, cool, <laughs> all right. So 
from there, uh, while at a workout with the team, I actually was covering one-on-one. I'd take a weird step and do, partially re-tear my ACL to start 2015, oh. guys. This is actually a story I've never really told anybody and told people about. I went into dark mode and grind mode to rehab that second time. But tore my ACL, partially retore my ACL 2015. Crazy. After getting it all the way back to this point, back running fast, jumping. Um, and once I retore at that time, I was still getting back to the NFL, guys. That's how, like, my, the blinders I had was crazy looking back. Okay, this is three years post-injury, like two and a half years post-injury. Uh, so anyway, had that surgery again in 2015. Um, around this time, I was starting to um, have some some seniors and junior defense backs that, hey, I see you working out every day up here. I want to do what you're doing, that kind of thing. So come on, I'm going. All right, and that's kind of how I – uh, found a passion for being able to help other athletes. Um, as I was recovering from this injury the second time, I started having these athletes coming in. I'm still going first every rep. I go, they go. When you go, I'm saying, hey, get lower. Hey, don't do this. Hey, don't do that. Hey, don't do this. Uh, next thing I know, uh, I really just believe, it made me believe that, hey, these kids don't know anything. All right, <laughs> and... Uh, I mean, I didn't either. It really made me look at myself in my own career in retrospect. Because in high school, I was a very good athlete and football player, but I did not know anything. I didn't know how to go cover guys. I didn't know how to go do this. I didn't know these different coverages and stuff like that. So uh, that's what really gave me the passion to be able to help these athletes. Uh, seeing that and then transitioning my mind to being able to understand that, okay, you guys are just a blank canvas. You, none of you know anything. Oh, you're, you're three, four star recruit. You still don't know anything. All right. Uh -huh. I love it. <laughs> like that's the part I love. I, uh, so, um, from there, that's kind of how my career transitioned, uh, started helping these athletes. I really loved it. Um, and just loved the information that I have stored in my career, in my head from being able to get cussed out from Coach Parker about this, that, and this for four years uh, consistently uh, and just understanding that's how you progress. That's how you get better. Um, and that's what I've been able to really be able to uh, kind of build the foundation of my business on and uh, with that mindset of being able to trust the process and keep pushing. Right. That's really interesting though, how, you know, that's a really cool story about how you got started into that. And, you know, just working out with those young guys, it really brought out the coach inside of you. And it sounds like it yes. just felt like a natural fit for you. It's, and, it felt good. and it's crazy how that worked because I remember since I've been in college, since I was like before, just have, People have always asked me the question, like, well, would you coach? Would you do this? Would you do that? And I've always been like, no, I don't think I would coach. No, I'm like, no. Well, first and foremost, I'm getting in the NFL. What are you going to do? NFL. NFL. <laughs> like, yeah. But, okay, well, would you coach? Would you do this? Would you do that? And uh, the answer is always no, no, no. I don't think this. I don't think that. Uh, so I, it's 
amazing to me how you find that passion, how you develop that passion and how it comes. Um, yeah. Because it was very organic for me, um, being able to see the progress in these athletes. And these were, and these were really high-level athletes at the time. Uh, high school senior DBs that were going to Oregon State, going to Wisconsin. All right. Shout out to my boys. All right. <laughs> uh, and with that, um, that transition um, even further down the road to when I actually opened our business, Ground Up Sports Performance, with my partner, Mike Bolio. Um, and that gave me an even deeper passion of being able to help youth athletes, uh, which is what I get to do a little more of, is train our young guys, not just the high school kids, but shoot, I have kids that are eight years old. Uh, uh, my youngest was six, and now he was in the other day, now he's nine. Uh, and just seeing that development and progress and consistency that these kids are able to build uh, at a young age is just what I love, man. Tell us a little bit about um, a guy that you would go against or that you even just noticed in practice and in the weight room that was just a beast that you were like every day, like this guy is bringing everybody to the next level. Um, along with that tied into um, with Coach Parker, Coach guys, can you tell us a little bit about um, what it was like to play for Coach Parker too and, and what your relationship was like with him? Mm, okay, those are two separate questions because I played with a lot of guys that are crazy. All right, you name it. I played on some amazing Iowa teams, man. Like, shoot, from the Adrian Claiborne's to the Pat Angers, who was just crazy. I love Pat. All right, to... Uh, I mean, my guy's Marvin McNutt, who just seeing his transition from quarterback to wide receiver and breaking all these records and like, it's just crazy. So, uh, I mean, shoot, it's not just one guy. I can't even tell you one guy. I'm not even going to lie. Uh, I mean, to Brian Balagas, all right, I've had to run into his big butt a few times and Riley Reefs, all right, like. Uh, I played with some amazing guys at the University of Iowa, uh, and that is something that I'll never forget. <clears throat> uh, from 2007 to 2011, we, I mean, Tony Moiaki, I mean, Charles Godfrey, when I first got on campus, these guys that I'm looking at, like, oh, these guys are just crazy. All right. Uh, Sean Green, seeing some of the things he did on the football field once he got his legs underneath them were amazing all right some of those back-to-back -back highlights at purdue and shit i've never liked to be that db okay <laughs> so uh man we i played with just some amazing football players at the university of iowa and those That's are just great. my brothers man and uh shoot just watching guys at the university of Iowa, guys before us whether it was uh whether it was the Bob Sanders, who was a guy who, that's who I modeled my game after of, if you guys didn't know. Uh, the hitman. <laughs> like, I loved a lot of safeties. I watched a lot of safeties. I have a long, I have a nice size list of safeties. Uh, but for some reason between us, Bob Sanders is still my favorite safety. I think it's just because he was just small, explosive, and hitting everything. Uh, oh. uh, I don't but, think anyone's ever uh, hit as hard as him. Yeah, hey, I believe it. All right. I've seen some of the clips and got to meet him one time. And uh, I don't get starstruck. I remember 
meeting him when I was at Iowa. We were at one of our retreats, uh, leadership retreats, and he pops in. And I'm just like, "What's ah, in this? Hey, hey, can I get a picture?" Dude, That's I awesome. tried to be cool, but it was it was a little tough. I would have been uh, the same way, so I don't I don't blame you at all. I'm um, tra- tra- transitioning over uh, to your like your relationship with Coach Parker and Coach Ferentz, and you know all the you know the culture um, in you know practice and in the weight room and everything like that. Um, h- how was your relationship with those coaches, and um, you know what was it like playing for those guys? Uh, it was amazing, man. I I loved it. Um, me and Coach Parker, our relationship was uh, love hate. <laughs> I guess in a way, uh, and it was more because I was uh, a hard-headed kid, hard-headed kid that uh, always had some type of pushback. Even though I always, as much as I loved learning, that pushback was mostly because of the position change, Coach Parker. All right, <laughs> uh, but uh, it was it was fun, man. Uh, he taught me so much. He really molded me and helped me as a player. And uh, and as a coach, just looking at the way that things worked out and the things that I do today, uh, I joke with the guys, uh, some of the guys when they're in town that know Coach Parker uh, about the way that I train and coach and uh, just preach repetition and uh, these type of things to these guys. Uh, it's funny. It's like it's like I coach like Coach Parker, but in my own way. Right? Yeah. Uh, and it's crazy how that works out. Uh, but yeah, man, our relationship was our relationship was good. He was uh, he was always a strict coach, doing things, uh, wanted things done his way. Uh, as a player, uh, you always you're always gonna push back with that a little bit. You always still want to do things your way. You're still hey, well, why is your way? Why is his way better than mine, etc. That kind of thing until you really just buy in. Until yeah. you buy into uh, his beliefs and the things that he's trying to teach you, and that's when guys, uh, and that's when guys get to the next level and uh, start to succeed at the University of Iowa. Uh, so uh, that transition helped me, and it was a little smoother later in my career. Uh, once, once Sash said he was leaving early, uh, a funny meeting with me and Park Coach Parker is. Uh, me walking into his office, once Sash tells me this, I walk into Coach Parker's office knowing that that safety spot is open, going, uh, hey, Coach, how you doing today? Um, I'm moving back to safety. Uh, I'll be at strong safety today. I'll see you at practice. And, like, walk out of his office. At this point, I'm an adult. We've been through all our talks. <laughs> all right, I'm 22 years old, uh, and he didn't even fight me. He was like, uh all right, yeah, that could work. You know the defense, and you know the position. Uh, all right, I'll see you at practice. You can still work some corner as well. Split the reps. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, coach. <laughs> so <laughs> I got to uh, – so that transition, Coach Parker, coach Parker was actually fighting me a little bit on at first. I remember all spring, all summer, he's, like, uh, he's making me take all the corner reps still. Uh, okay. And then just double up on the safety reps, which I didn't care. As long as I could play safety, I'll play more plays. I'll be tired. Uh, and I was just – it helped me get into a, a different place going into my senior year. So you really sold him on it. Like, 
They, they teach oh, things like that in school, like assumptive it selling. Was, <laughs> it so was not an it. easy sell, okay? And I don't know why, like, because uh, he didn't have he didn't have a guy once Sash said he was leaving uh, early. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, we had my boy Tanner back there at one of the safeties. We had Sleeper back there. We had some, but we didn't have guys that necessarily had experience. And I was the veteran of the group at that time. Uh, so, uh, at that point, I just made the decision to, uh, lock in and take the position, uh, do what needs to be done and shoot, ask questions later. And, I think a uh, lot of players, um, coming up through the process could really take, take some notes from how you handled that being a team guy, team first. And, you know, a lot, a lot of players, if that would happen to them, you'd see them enter the transfer portal anymore. Oh my goodness. That transfer portal, man. Guys, uh, like I, I go on rant. I've went on rants about this with our athletes and things like that. Like, which I'm not opposed to the portal and all this, but again, that process you keep hearing me talk about. Like, uh, you can't skip it. Uh, you cannot skip it. And with that, like that process, I was just always gonna get the. Uh, it was like my view on competition has always been weird as well because. Uh, I never view competition on the guy, the guy on what that guy's doing. If I was, if I wasn't starting in my career, which was at the University of Iowa for a stint, it was always okay. Well, what do I need to do better to get on the field? It wasn't any running from the problem. It wasn't any. Well, Coach Parker moved my position. Well, Coach Parker doesn't like me. Well, co- like none of this stuff, which. I hear all these excuses and reasons and uh, just justifications for these athletes uh, in which that process you can't skip. Either you are going to put in the work to outwork a person and make yourself get put on the field or you're not. Uh, And that's something that I really uh, that I really sold myself on uh, in my career. Um, I should have been starting earlier. Yes, I should have been starting at left corner my sophomore year, but then there was the hamstring and Amari stepped in. Guess what? He stepped in. I think it was three picks the first two games. Yeah. You don't come back to a spot week three. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Okay. And then I got my, the next year. All right. You stay over there, Amari. I'll go over here to the other corner, right corner and start opposite of you. Uh, I was starting at right corner that year. Uh, all year up until camp break my ankle that year that was our orange bowl year oh yeah break break my ankle i'm out the whole year guess what sean prater got in over there he stepped in and did what he needs to do all right so now i got prater over here at corner uh i got amari over here oh amari's leaving cool let me go back to this one. oh the guy under him uh he's now a sophomore his name's micah hyde all right oh. he's that all pro for the yeah, for the Bills, all right? That's my yeah. boy. Uh, so, Micah was the young guy there who the plays that we saw him make as a freshman, just the ball skills that he had, just the glimpse, like you knew what he was going to do at the University of Iowa, mm. all right? So, and Parker knew that as well. He was Parker's guy moving forward. Like, so that's tough to, all right, now i got Micah over here. i got Prater over here. Hmm, maybe I'll move back to safety. Wait, I got... Sash over here and a four-year starter in Greeny over here. Like, I was just the odd man out 
Uh, and that's where so many guys would quit and give up and just do these things. Instead, I decided to just work, put in the work. All right, I played a lot of special teams, nickel and dime and situational football that year. Uh, and then things act, and then things worked out once I could finally find my home back at safety and uh, get to it. But uh, that process was a long one. That process was a long one. So that was four years of me not starting, of me going from being the guy, Mr. Every, get the ball, take the ball, tackle, do everything, all right, the number three safety in the country to not starting, all right. The, now I see this, and when guys get on campus and they're not starting by week three, they're in the transfer portal. Yeah. All right. Now I have, I mean, I, I see kids in high school that aren't starting for their team by week three. And, and now, now I'm asking about how the season's going. They're like, oh, we're not with that team anymore. What? No. If you start something, you finish it. Like, and that's just something that I've always been built on, that my family has always instilled in me. And uh, once I started at the University of Iowa, there's, uh, there wasn't any stopping or transferring or quitting this. Like, we're going to do what we need to do to get to where we need to go. That's really refreshing to hear you say that. And it's, you know, things have, have changed a lot. And I think, you know, some things have changed for the Absolutely. better, you know, giving athletes more of a say and more of an opportunity to, you know, do what's right for them. But I think at the end of the day, you know, that's, it's it's a high level of character, a high level of integrity that, that you showed during your time there by, you know, sticking with the process, sticking with the team. And I think it's ended up working out pretty darn good for you because of it. But um, I could talk to you all day. I think I might have to call and set up another interview. For you. <laughs> I know, right? So, I mean, you're so fun to talk to, man. You got so much, you're so well-spoken and got so much great information, so many good stories. You're like a natural storyteller. So this is this is fantastic, but um, yeah, we better uh, better close things up with you here. And yeah. thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule with Ground Up Sports Performance and your two beautiful little girls and, and you know your family. And we just love seeing how happy and, and successful th that you are right now. And I love seeing you rep that Hawkeye gear all the time. Always, always repping, baby. Always. always. I have a whole black and gold gym, guys. Ground up is black and gold. I have black turf. Everything is black and yellow in the gym, but continue. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so Go cool. Off. Well, guys, check check out Jordan at Ground Up Sports Performance. See, see everything he's got going on there, doing some really, really cool stuff. And I think it goes without saying we're going to have to have you back on and, and talk a little bit more about um, good. all the other things. All right, man, have a great week. Go Hawks, and, and thanks again for meeting with us. Absolutely. You guys have a great day. Go Hawks. All right. We'll have to set. All right. Thanks, Jordan.